This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the preview podcast to look ahead to Liverpool's Champions League match with Red Star in Serbia this evening. It is Liverpool's first trip to Belgrade since October 1973 when they suffered the first of two defeats to Red Star to exit the European Cup. The defeat proved to be a watershed moment for legendary Liverpool manager Bill Shankly, who changed the club's approach to European football after those nights. Now, it's unlikely the events of this evening will have such a profound effect on the course of Liverpool's football in history, but it is a big game for Jurgen Klopp's side. They topped Group C after sweeping aside Red Star 4-0 at Anfield two weeks ago, and with Paris Saint-Germain taking on Napoli later on tonight, victory for Liverpool could see them move a big step closer to qualifying for the knockout stages. But will it be another procession against Red Star? Maybe not. The record at the intimidating Maracana is superb. They have not lost at home since going down to Arsenal in the Europa League more than a year ago. And Liverpool will be without Jordan Shaqiri after Klopp decided to leave the informed winger at home following his celebration for Switzerland against Serbia in the World Cup in the summer. So to get the lowdown on Red Star, the atmosphere their home fans generate and the chances the 1991 European champions have of causing a huge upset tonight, I spoke to Belgrade-based sports journalist Nabojša Markovic. We also talked Liverpool's two Serbian players, Marko Gruic and Lazar Markovic, before you hear from our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. James is over in Belgrade for us and last night he attended Jurgen Klopp's pre-match press conference. James brings us all the highlights, including Klopp's thoughts on the atmosphere, Shakiri, team news and the importance of the match. Enjoy, and if you like the podcast we produce, give us a nice rating and review, and subscribe to them too, as it will help us reach even more Liverpool fans. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi Nabojša, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast to give us an insight into Red Star ahead of their Champions League match with Liverpool in Belgrade on Tuesday night. Are you okay? Yes, I'm great, and yeah, thank you uh, for for letting me talk to you. No, real pleasure, mate. Uh, we well, we all know Liverpool ran out four nil winners when the sides met at Anfield a couple of weeks ago. But so, what have Red Star done since in the Serbian Superliga? Well, um, they've played three matches uh, since, and the two away from home and one at home, and they won all three of them quite easily with um, two goals difference in all three of matches and conceding just one goal in the process so it's been as usual in the in the Serbian Super League since because um, Red Star have 14 wins and one draw from wow. the opening 15 matches so they're almost on 100% and you know it, it couldn't get much better than that yeah, so it's clear that they are the best team in Serbia at the moment. And, you know, I was doing my research before speaking to you uh, for this podcast. They've actually got an incredible record at home, haven't they? I think it's more than a year since they last lost in any competition at their own ground uh, to Arsenal in the Europa League. Does that give them even a little bit of a chance uh, on Tuesday night against Liverpool? Well, it can give them some kind of confidence and the fans will definitely be there to to help them more. But um, it's very hard to talk about that kind of stuff because we all know how great Liverpool are. We all know how many uh, great players they possess and uh, we've seen uh, how how big of a difference between the two sides is uh, when they played at Anfield. So it, it, it's going to be hard for them, very hard, but um, I think that they are going to be a bit more um, confident in themselves and they might even, you know, have those surges of of energy and inspiration because of the loud fans and 
and their help from the stands. Yeah, you you talked about the crowd there. How big a part do they play for Red Star? You know, and they're obviously a, a very good team. That the fact that they've not lost at home for more than a year, but the crowd play a big part in that. Yes, and their crowd, especially in, in big European nights, helps them a lot because it, it can give them uh, so much confidence so that they perform to maybe even more than what someone would say is their 100%. And we've seen them against Arsenal when they actually lost last time out, but they were actually unlucky to concede a late goal in that match. So they they were very good and they were very good uh, against Napoli in the, in the opening match of the Champions League this year. So the, the fans really all ha- are helpful and it, it's just a big question of um, how much they can endure during the match without conceding that first goal, which always changes the game. Yeah, it's it's a sellout, isn't it, on Tuesday night at the ground. Do you think it'll be an intimidating atmosphere for Liverpool? You know, Do you think the fans will really get on their backs and really get behind Red Star? Um, yes, it's going to be very, very loud. Um, for those who travel to uh, to Belgrade, it's going to be very loud and it's going to be something that they probably didn't experience in some Premier League matches, to say. But um, it's it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Liverpool can't expect that uh, the, the, the stadium will go you know, full voice all 90 minutes which is um, something that is normal here and uh, it's going to be a bit different to maybe what Red Star fans would have wanted because uh, as you probably know they you know they like using flares and yeah. that kind of things but that's most most probably that's not going to happen tomorrow because it's a Champions League game and you know the fans have to be very careful because of uh, the UF rules one player who Liverpool will not be fielding on Tuesday night is Jordan Shakiri. He's obviously been left at home, and it's well documented that he angered Serbian football fans with his goal celebration for Switzerland in the World Cup. You live and work in Belgrade and in Serbia. Do you think that's the right decision? Have Liverpool made the right decision by not bringing him to the match? I think that's a wrong decision. Nice. Um, I think that the thing that he didn't come is actually blowing it up out of proportion. I'd say it's Liverpool's mistake not bringing him because it brings a negative light on on Red Star and Serbian people because um, if he came, nothing would have happened to him. The worst thing that would have happened would be the chance from the stands and that's probably going to happen anyway tomorrow even yeah. though he's yeah. stayed in Liverpool. So I I don't know what they got with it. There, there was some talk of... Um, Liverpool uh, talking about wanting to move away from political distractions, but I think that's not really a fair argument because journalists are going to ask those kind of questions about him not coming anyway. So what actually changed there? It's still in in the press conference on on Monday, the the journalists were still talking about that, and which is a normal thing because they didn't bring player, but they wanted to get uh, away from those kind of things, but it, it, it just uh, continued to, to to grow the story. To follow them around, yes. So, so while Shakiri's not there, and and whether he's popular or not, it doesn't matter. As you say, now he's not playing. But the Liverpool and the job that Jurgen Klopp has done is he are they respected over there in Serbia? Oh yes, very much. Um, uh, a lot of people here like Liverpool because of their history but um, of course that uh, people are aware of, of how good this team is and 
um, they understand that uh, Liverpool are overwhelming favourites to win this match and um, that, that front three of Liverpool's is something that a lot of fans of football fans here actually enjoy watching us you know a lot of people around uh, around England and probably the world yeah, definitely. Liverpool are a, a club with massive European heritage and on the world stage, but so do Red Star. And I was just, uh, again, looking in the history books today, they beat Liverpool twice in the European Cup in 1973. And you speak to Liverpool supporters older than I am and said that it was a real watershed moment for the great Bill Shankly. He was so impressed by Red Star that he changed the way Liverpool played in Europe. It, are those games kind of ingrained in like the uh, in the culture over there, these very famous matches for, for Red Star fans? Well, Red Star fans really like talking about that because, you know, it brings a lot of pride that they were the ones that, uh, you know, made Liverpool see how they play football and make them change how Liverpool played. And then Liverpool went on to become such a, a European force afterwards. And, uh, of course, that's going to bring a lot of pride to, to all the fans, that, especially those that remember those old days. And it's, you know, it's kind of... Um, uh, again, uh, talking about history, and it brings people to some older times when Red Star were really a uh, a huge club in, in in European terms, even before winning the the European Cup in 1991. So it's it's nice to remain uh, to remember those kind of things, especially for the younger fans who m- m- might have not known for that kind of uh, fact. Definitely, that's more my generation than 1991 uh, vintage that won the European Cup. Uh, I suppose, given seriously what happened with the war in Yugoslavia, and 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 less so seriously the change in the the football landscape, you know, with some of the other European countries and leagues getting richer and richer, is it hard to envision Red Star ever getting back to that kind of standard again in Europe? Yes, of course. I, I think that's a very logical thing, and not not just Red Star. A lot of even bigger leagues in in Europe are struggling right now because the rich uh, are getting richer and the the, the 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 big countries are getting even better. So it's it's very hard to imagine anything uh, like like in those days that that Red Star made happen and. And it's, you know, the fans have to kind of adjust. I mean, the fans have adjusted to, to the new times because it's it's not a new thing, actually. You know, it's been happening for over 25 years. So it's um, it's a new situation for especially some older fans that remember those glory days. But it's just a reality we live in. It must be a big deal, though, to a club with the history and heritage that Red Star, that it's back in the Champions League and it's it's taking on Liverpool, it's taking on Paris Saint-Germain, one of the kind of newer breed of clubs. Is, is this game tomorrow night on uh, in Belgrade a really big deal over there? Well, of course, yes. First of all, the, the, it's a Champions League uh, night and we don't have Champions League that often in Belgrade, uh, whether it's Red Star or Partizan. You know, right, uh, the last time we had a Serbian team in the in the group stages was in 2010, before that in 2003, and before that it was the 1991-1992 season when Red Star were close to reaching the final again. So... Uh, those nights don't come very often and uh, it's Liverpool it's one of the greatest European sides and it's one of those teams that actually uh, is known for enjoying big European nights and it's of course it's a special occasion and a lot of Red Star fans will get to see their players that they uh, they follow match in match out they will get to see them play against some of the best players in the world 
Of course, it's Red Star's second home game in the Champions League group stage because they drew with Napoli earlier in the season and Napoli are a really good side. They showed, they showed that by beating Liverpool in Italy. Uh, how did Red Star go about getting that draw? How did they approach the game? Well, they, they approached the game the, the expected way. They they sat very deep and they denied the space for, for Napoli players who like getting a lot of possession and you know moving the ball from side to side and... They, uh, they played with uh, three central midfielders to uh, narrow the pitch even more to you know to close the passing lanes um, between the between the lines and that worked very well because Napoli seemed uh, quite sloppy in possession for the biggest part of the match and of course they did have some really good chances but um, it, it it wasn't a match that you would maybe expect just by reading the the, the names of the teams and, and Red Star really did well but um, against PSG and Liverpool away from home it's it's really hard to, to, to play that way and you know n- not lose the match So do you think it'd be a similar approach against Liverpool on Tuesday night as it was against Napoli? Um, it, it could be I think it's going to be a mix between that and what we've seen against Liverpool um, at Anfield I, I, uh, against PSG it, it was um it was a really kind of negative um, approach from the team when they conceded that first goal and that didn't end well and against Liverpool they tried to play a bit more they they were more um, confident in themselves they even tried playing out from the back which was unusual to see against um, against such a big team and away from home so I think it's going to be a, a mixture of that magic as Napoli and the one that we've seen last between these two teams. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Who are the players who are going to be key for Red Star on Tuesday night to, to hopefully, in their, in their respects, getting a result against Liverpool? Well, it's really tough um, to decide for one player because the way Red Star will play is... Um, the, the system that has to have all 11 players doing their job perfectly but I, I think a lot of eyes will be on, on Marco Marin who, who who joined from Olympiacos and you know the, the fans in England remember him quite well from his um, Chelsea days yeah. and I think in, in the matches we've seen him and especially against Napoli he proved that he has that kind of quality that is that sets him a bit above everybody else And but it, it's going to be very hard because Red Star are probably not going to have a lot of ball and when you get it you, you have to do your job perfectly in order to create a chance because they're mostly going to be uh, far away from their uh, from opponent's goal and uh, we've seen against Napoli we've seen against PSG that it's uh, when you have those long spells without the ball and, and then you get it, it's very hard to you know, get yourself really quickly far away from your goal and then try to create a chance. Of course. Before I ask you your opinion or your verdict on the match, I just want to ask you about a player who I'm sure will have a vested interest on Tuesday night, Marco Gruic. He's a former Red Star player, Belgrade boy, now on the books of Liverpool but playing in loan, on loan in Germany. Is there a lot of interest in, in, in his career back at his homeland about how it's going? Yes, definitely. Uh, we're all following. Uh, we all kind of very like following our players uh, very much around the Europe and seeing them progress. And especially when he joined Liverpool directly from Red Star, it was very interesting because those kind of transfers don't happen that often. Usually, players go to some a bit smaller league and then 
work their way, similarly to the way Lazar Markovic did when he joined uh, Liverpool. But um, yes, of course, everyone is uh, is following, and you know, a lot of Red Star fans were not um, glad to see that you know he can't uh, get the playing time at Liverpool. But it it, it was expected because um, Liverpool really have a lot of world class world class players and really high quality players. And um, they're now even getting stronger in the center of the pitch. So it's it's really uh, hard to expect Marco Gruic just uh, slotting in the starting eleven. Yeah, it seems that Jurgen Klopp still rates him though. And again, it's a hopefully once he gets over his latest injury, he'll have another good season at Hertha Berlin, like he did in the second half season with Cardiff. But you mentioned another Serbian player on the books, Liverpool Lazo Markovic. At times, you forget that he's actually there. It's just not worked out for him, has it? This this moves from Benfica, he, he just needs to find a new club. I imagine now. Well, yes, uh, it didn't work, and we know for. Quite a long time that it didn't work, and it, it wasn't working even when um, Brendan Rodgers was at the club. So that's that's been a long period of time, and um, yes, his um, his loans didn't work out very well either. And now it's it's an odd situation because we were all following if if he's going to leave the club um, this summer, but uh, to join some smaller team where he would play regularly. But that didn't happen, and he's now in Liverpool books and it's it's really sad to see him stagnating and um, not improving not not getting playing time because he's people forget that he's still just 24 and um, of course that the previous years haven't been good and he hasn't been making a lot of uh, good uh, moves but it, you know there is still plenty of time for him to get his career started and you know, to achieve something something good at, at some uh, smaller level. Yeah, well said. So just a final question. I've taken up enough of your time already. How do you see the game on Tuesday going? Can Red Star pull off a shock or will Liverpool, uh, well, win again against the, against the Serbian side and, and, and move a step closer to qualifying for the knockout stages? Uh, I, I think Liverpool will win this one again, but I think that uh, it could be one where maybe Red Star... Um, score a goal which would very much make fans happy because they still haven't seen them at, uh, in Belgrade score a uh, goal in the Champions League and a win of 2-1 or 3-1 I think wouldn't be so bad for, for fans especially if if wrestler players show the, that uh, confidence that I was mentioning earlier and if they show that spirit and fight they will be happy to see that even if the team lost because you know everyone is quite realistic about Red Star's chances in such a tough group Naboysha thank you very much for your time and your insight into Red Star I've really enjoyed speaking to you and listening to you there mate thank you too thank you too The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo well, we just heard from Jurgen Klopp ahead of Liverpool's Champions League clash here in Belgrade on Tuesday night against Red Star. And Klopp's press conference ending with uh, an ovation from the locals for uh, Klopp having a go at some, some Serbian. He told them that uh, he knew that Slobodan Dan was Serbian for day off. He said it was a phrase he'd learnt from his uh, playing career. That, that went down well. Um, uh, a warm ovation for the Liverpool manager. I think it's fair to say it won't be quite as friendly inside the Maracanã on Tuesday night. A 50,000 sellout and uh, Klopp talking as well about uh, what a hostile reception and atmosphere he's expecting on the night. Of course, it's a massive occasion for Red Star. Back in the Champions League proper for the first time in 26 years and, and uh, having, having taken that heavy 4-0 defeat at Anfield a couple of weeks ago, they'll be uh, desperate to exact some revenge. Klopp was asked about what was the, the most 
hostile, intimidating atmosphere he'd managed it, and he actually said it was severe. Of course, Liverpool had that that uh, thrilling 3-3 draw over there in the group stage last season. As I've said, having gone there with uh, Dortmund and Mainz as well, and he felt that that was probably as hostile as he'd experienced. But um, you know, certainly the way that the locals have been talking here, I think uh, you know, he might have a new number one after Tuesday night. Klopp talking about how Liverpool's responsibility is to, is to relish the surroundings. He said at one point, he said, you make it sound like we should be afraid. He said, I'm in football because I love these atmospheres. I love hearing the passion uh, of the supporters. And he said, you know, they need to embrace it. He, or he will embrace it and the players have to. And, um, you know, he knows you know, that uh, if Liverpool start the game well and impose their undoubted uh, extra quality on Red Star, then uh, they'll, cer they'll certainly go some way to quieting down the locals. Not surprisingly, Zerd and Shaqiri uh, dominated the conversation. Klopp not particularly keen to talk about the uh, Swiss attacker's absence from the travelling squad. He seemed quite surprised that um, the, the, the questions kept on coming about him, especially from, from uh, the English media here. But the fact of the matter is, it is a big deal. You know, Liverpool have left out a key attacking player who, would have, who, who could have had a big part to play in the game for, for non-footballing reasons, really. And um, Klopp was asked whether he thought it was sad that at times like this, politics and sport mix. But he played it down. He said that... Um, he said the fact of the matter is we wanted this to just be a football story we didn't want any other type of story that's why we made the decision we did so i think it's you know you can see the the common sense behind it although it is a you know it is a big shame and i think it was going to be hostile regardless of who wore a liverpool shirt here on the on tuesday night but klopp has made that call i think he just felt that it would be an unwanted distraction or the hostility that would have been aimed at shakiri after that goal celebration uh, against Serbia in the World Cup and the fact that he'd worn the, the Kosovan flag on his uh, on one of his boots to, uh, on that occasion. So uh, no Shakiri, um, Klopp giving very little away in terms of uh, potential lineups. I think certainly expect a few changes. I think he'll freshen it up because that game at the Emirates on Saturday night was such an intensive and tiring game for the Reds. It wouldn't surprise me if he found room for for Daniel Sturridge up top. Of course. His options are slightly limited in midfield. Naby Keita has travelled. Uh, Klopp said he'd make a decision on uh, Tuesday morning whether Keita started or was just named amongst the subs. I'd imagine probably after a month out that he, he, he will be cautious with Keita and we may only well see him off the bench. But uh, of course he's got Lana, could come into an attacking midfield role and Dejan Lovren is fit again. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if he uh, is recalled to that that back line maybe even playing Joe Gomez at right back so uh, he's got numerous numerous options and uh, you know certainly Red Star are unbeaten at home in in over a year and Klopp full of full of praise for them I think you know they're looked upon as the whipping boys of this group but uh, you know, the point was made to him that they held Napoli to a goalless draw here on match day one and Klopp adamant that uh, the reason Liverpool ran all over Red Star in the first game at Anfield after a tricky opening 20 minutes was just because Liverpool was so good and he said you know they have to get near that level because if they're not Red Star are cap capable of uh, of causing Liverpool problems he also knows that obviously with PSG playing Napoli in the other game fantastic opportunity for Liverpool to you know if they can go to to nine points and uh, with a with a with a victory here over Red Star it will mean that if they avoid defeat in their final two games away in Paris and at home to Napoli they will be safely through uh, to the knockout stage and so uh, this one matters on Tuesday night here in Belgrade. Um, we'll have all the updates 
an analysis from uh, what promises to be a very noisy night for the Reds in Europe. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.